0: Folks, welcome to another edition of the CIC cast. I am Joel Cookson and we are very happy to have you along with us. I'm not sure why I say we there cuz it's uh, just me, but I'm happy to have you along with us today. New edition of the CIC cast. We're up to 66 of these things that we've uh, produced over the past few years, so we're very happy that uh, you've come along. I did it again. Said we once again. Anyway, We've got uh, a good addition, I think, of this, uh, this uh, CIC cast. We're going to do a bunch of different things this week, talk about a few kind of national issues uh, that also have some uh, Connecticut ramifications, and also going to talk a little uh, championships. Believe it or not, the weather has started to turn. Those fall championships are coming up faster than you know. So we've got a few things we're going to do today. Our guests today, we've got Mark Koski from the NFHS, which is the National Federation of State High School Associations they have recently launched a uh a promotional campaign called My Reason Why, and uh, CIAC is partnering with them. And so Mark's going to get on the phone and talk with us a little bit about that uh, that program and, and how some Connecticut schools and hopefully some Connecticut student-athletes can get involved in it and uh, and what it's all about. So we're going to talk to Mark about that. We're going to talk to Pat Ewart from the NFHS Network. Uh, we've talked about that before, but uh, he's going to specifically talk about the school broadcast program, which we hope is something that uh, some of our Connecticut schools will also Get involved in so that's two uh, two of our guests this week, and then our third guest we got a new uh, another new gentleman. So that's three new guests this week that we've n- never spoken to before. John Fatch is the uh, boys cross country coach at Amity High School. He is going to uh, check in with a little cross country talk as the uh, the cross country championships are coming up. Faster than you can imagine. October 29th will be the class championships at Wickham Park. So that's our lineup for this week. Uh, I think we're going to go Mark, then John, then Pat, and uh, we're excited about it. I think this is going to be a a couple interesting conversations here. So hope you will enjoy it. As always, we uh, are happy to have all these folks on to talk a little high school sports, a little Connecticut high school sports and uh, get some good conversation going so i'm looking forward to these chats with these three fine gentlemen uh, but before we do that we got two things we have to do um first of all we like to uh, always send you a reminder from our friends that the connecticut department of transportation highway safety and of course sending or receiving a text message That takes a driver's eyes from the road for an average of 4.6 seconds, which if you're driving at 55 miles per hour, that's the equivalent of traveling the length of an entire football field blind, which I certainly would not recommend. So please do not text and drive or drive distracted and encourage your friends and family to park the phone when they are behind the wheel. One text or call could wreck it all. My wife was in a uh, car accident last week. I don't believe the gentleman was texting and driving, but he uh, was a little bit distracted, if nothing else. So it can. Uh, we we have seen it happen. We see it happen all the time, way too often. And uh, just keep the phone parked away, please. We we, we really just think it's. Uh, we know everybody's attached to these things. I certainly am, am guilty of that as well, as uh, as my coworkers and and family could tell you that uh, spend a little too much time attached to the phone, but. Just put it away when you're behind the wheel, please. You're taking your, your own life at risk. You're taking other people at risk. It's just not a smart thing to be doing. So keep it away. With that said, let's check out things you might have missed on ciacsports.com. What's been going on there in the past uh, few weeks here since we were with you with a podcast? One big thing. Uh, we mentioned the launch of the My Reason Why campaign. And you can read all about it at ciacsports.com. There's a whole big story there along with lots of interesting links to uh, to the information about this program, and we like I said, we'll certainly talk about this with Mark as well. But we really hope Connecticut athletes and Connecticut schools will get involved in this. It's uh, it's really kind of a cool opportunity to talk about the benefits of high school. Uh, activities and, and what, what the students really get from it, you know, rather than have, uh, have all of us adults kind of dictate and, and talk about all the benefits and, and tell everybody what we think the benefits are. Let's let the kids tell us why they're involved. And that's what the My Reason Why campaign is about. So read up on that at CIACsports.com. And we mentioned that the uh, the fall championships are coming up fairly quickly, which means, believe it or not, the winter sports schedules have been posted. There's a, a link there on CICsports.com or you can check out the respective sports pages to find the schedules that you're looking for. But 2016-17 winter sports schedules have been posted. You can find them there at CICsports.com. Uh, other things of note, as I said, of course, the tournament's coming up uh, before you know it. It is uh, October 13th when I'm recording this little ditty here. So those tournaments will be here rather quickly. Go to Tournament Central, always the good place to be. Bookmark that page. That's where the pairings will be released once they come out. That is where you can find schedules, updates, scores, everything you could possibly want for CIAC tournament competition is at Tournament Central. So we hope you'll check that out. Uh, our Twitter account, of course, is at CIAC Sports. We've had been tweeting out lots of great content on the My Reason Why campaign. So follow our social media feeds for updates and information about the uh, the My Reason Why campaign. We'll be posting that uh, throughout the month of October. And, uh, yeah, lots of good stuff. Hope you'll check it out, ciacsports.com. Hoping to have uh, new information posted all the time there. So uh, check it out often. With all that said, let's get to our guests. Let's get to our conversations this week. Going to start things off, as I talked about, the National Federation of High School State Associations, essentially sort of the parent organization for the CIAC and all these state associations across the country, all 50 of them. And uh, Mark Kosky of the NFHS is going to sit down with us and talk a little My Reason Why. Very happy to to have with me on the phone now. Very busy man, but uh, someone we wanted to get in touch with from uh, the NFHS headquarters in Indianapolis, Mark Koski, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about the uh, the recently launched My Reason Why campaign. Mark, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes to talk with us about this.
1: Thanks, Joel. We appreciate it. Thanks for for the opportunity to uh, to chat with us. I know that. You and the state association offices are, are, are super super busy right now, so appreciate you taking time out of your crazy day.
0: Not a problem. We're really excited about this uh, about this program, so want to uh, and kind of help spread the word a little bit. Make sure folks are uh, are aware of what's going on. So before we kind of get into the the program itself and in the, the specifics, can you sort of talk to us a little bit about sort of what the the genesis and, and kind of motivation was for uh, for the national federation to. To sort of get behind this kind of you know informational and promotional campaign uh, surrounding student activities
1: yeah you know the, the, through this campaign you know we really wanted to you know promote obviously the benefits of participation in high school sports and activities uh, by inviting the students coaches officials and other community members to share their stories their stories about why they participate in high school sports and activities what does it mean to them uh, through participating. And so we, we came up with the idea of the hashtag MyReasonWhy. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we have a website like, like you know, everyone has nowadays. But um, uh, uh, the, really the, the, the general sense of this is, is telling the story, telling the story of why students, coaches, again, officials, community members choose to participate, be a part of, of high school um, uh, programs. And really kind of dig deep you know it, it it would it would have been easier for us to come up with an idea of hey great benefits to high school sports, and that's great, and we see that so many times And, mm-hmm. of course you know there's you know ninety seven percent of students go on you know that are participate in high school sports, you know go on to you know go on to college and 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 do all the great things they be lifelong community members and those are things stats that we've seen for many many years uh but you know through this campaign it's kind of digging deep, digging deeper. Into the student about why they actually are participating, why a coach coaches, why an official, you know, gives up uh, his or her Friday night to to officiate these contests and which, which these students are a part of, and so uh, that was kind of the the overall uh, genesis of it. Uh, we teamed up with Edelman, uh, which is a the world's largest communication uh, firm. and They're mm-hmm. based uh, out of Chicago, actually. The team that that, uh, that we're, we're working with. Uh, to kind of get their ideas. And, of course, you know, they, they, they don't necessarily work with a lot of, you know, sport governing bodies like, like ourselves, But, right. you know, they're working with, with major, major campaigns for Starbucks and, and some of these huge just IBM big organizations, airlines, and so on. And so we were able to kind of adapt with what we needed and what we were looking for uh, with the, the geniuses that, that they have working for them to, to really come up with a hopefully a win-win plan for, uh, you know, this campaign.
0: Yeah, no, really uh as you said, it's it's great to to kind of uh to some way, you know, put the focus where it should be, which is on the the participants and and the coaches and all those kinds of folks and and really get hear it from directly from them rather than, you know, state associations or, or the sort of parent organization saying, you know, this is why we think you should be participating, but uh let it let let them tell us what uh why exactly uh they're there and what the benefits are. So what uh you know what message are we are we sort of trying to share you know with the program what what's the for from your perspective what do you sort of see as the the message that we're trying to get out there uh with this program and hopefully with the stories that we're we're getting from the kids
1: yeah ultimately you know as I mentioned um the, the goal is to collect as many stories as possible, and we've already done that. You know, we we've interviewed uh, students at the the NFHS's National Student Leadership Conference, mm-hmm. uh, and and worked with those individual students and, and asked them their questions about why they participated. And that's really where we we got the launch. We launched it October third. Yep. Uh, again, with with select students that were picked from the National Student Leadership Conference, as I had mentioned, and and uh, the kind of the next phase of this is to. Grab as many stories as possible. If you jump on the NFHS website at www.nfhs.org, uh, you go to the My Reason, hashtag #MyReasonWhy uh, landing page, and you can submit your story. And so, as you submit your stories, uh, we as a we as a team, in a sense, are, are looking at those stories, trying to to grab you know those the, those really really those heartfelt uh, stories that that, that uh, you. Uh, you kind of kind of pull pull at your heartstrings a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and to just just great great stories, great messaging, and so uh, the next phase, of course, is to to grab those great stories, and then to put it into even more of a launch, more of a campaign, uh, as we are uh, you know using Twitter and Instagram, and, and of course Facebook, and and various YouTube um, uh, sites. We are. Um, uh, you know, putting these stories out there so that, you know, the students out there, the next generation students can see, hey, you know, it, it, it's, it's much, you know, there's a lot of reasons why students participate, you know, whether yeah. it be for their community or their team uh, or their coaches or their parents or, you know, family members or, or whatever it may be. And so these are just great, um, uh, great stories that we want to tell, uh, you know, it's, it's it, it it's, it's tough sometimes, for, you know, sitting here in our Indianapolis office or our state associations uh, staff members that say, you know, hey, well, why, do these, why do students participate? Well, we, we can come up with all kinds of stuff, but we're not the ones that are out there playing on the field yep. uh, and on the courts and, 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 through you know, the orchestra concerts and so on. But we want to hear what their stories are. And so it's real-life stories that we're capturing to uh, help promote the, the positive things that are going on uh, within high schools.
0: Um, how, you know you mentioned uh, October third was the, the launch date where it's uh, we're recording this on the thirteenth, so uh, ten days in here. What's the how's the response been so far? What have you guys been uh, been kind of seeing and, and and hearing and collecting so far uh, in terms of stories and uh, and participation and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, so super super excited with, with the the official launch. As you mentioned ten days ago uh through our member state associations, so we have fifty one of those so people do who might not understand who the n f h s is we're the governing body for high school sports and activities mm-hmm. uh, throughout the country we're based out of the same offices as the as the n c w a obviously a different mission uh that that we have at the high school level than the n c a but a lot of times people think of us as the high the, the n c a for high school sports right. and and that's fun it's you know obviously we 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 uh, we try to to, we do things different than the NCA. We write write playing rules for 14 to 18 year old students, and that's uh, that's our uh, that's our goal and our, our mission to you know promote and obviously lifelong positive citizens and so on. But the, the campaign when it officially launched, as mentioned through the through the state associations, uh, the states did a phenomenal job with with really getting this out because through the 51 state associations and it's all 50 states plus DC. Uh, we have a, a high school membership of 19,300 high schools. Right. And and so the states were able to obviously release this program to all their schools. And so now you have not only 51 associations that are promoting it, but also the 19,300 high schools. And so that's really where we're getting uh, the, the great, great traction and uh, great play when it comes to, you know, again, on, on Twitter and Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook and, and YouTube and and we've had just uh, just hundreds, thousands at this point, uh, tweets and retweets and, and students that are uh, telling their reason of yep. why they participated. And it's great to see the coaches and the officials uh, as well. And so uh, the more that we can broadcast this out there, the more stories that are out there, the more things that we can uh, promote via social media. And uh, obviously, it's you know for those for those younger. Students uh, and, and future Wildcats, or, or, or you know, whatever, whatever mascot they're, they're they're going to be as they get into the high school levels, uh, they're they're seeing that these various student participants, uh, why they participate, why yeah. they're a part of. Uh, they're great
0: programs. Yeah, no, it's uh, and we certainly hope. Uh, uh, speaking as a, the Connecticut representative, to, to see some uh, some of our Connecticut student athletes and coaches and uh, and officials and everybody get involved in this and and really share their stories as well. So Mark talked about uh, the, the the best ways to do that. You go to nfhs.org/myreasonwhy and uh, all of the social media posts and things have links to uh, how to do that and uh, and hope folks do it. So I'll let you uh, kind of finish up here with. Um, sort of a big we'll go kind of a big picture question and that is sort of you know we're talking about this program and and promoting high school sports and and you know activities and the benefits but it's sort of you know I can hear somebody saying you know well what why why is this necessary you know why why is this you know everyone's participating in high school sports we know they're there you know we know the benefits of activities what sort of the you know, if someone was saying, why is this important? Why is this something that the NFHS wanted to take on, you know, in terms of the promotion piece? Why, what's sort of the, you know, as I said, the big picture behind why we felt like this was something that was important for the, the network and the associations to sort of get behind?
1: Yeah, you know, it, it, as we know through the media, a lot of times the unfortunate part uh is that they're, they're, they're not necessarily promoting all the positive things of high school sports and activities. Mm-hmm. And this has allowed us to control uh, what we believe is very important w- w- within high school. Again, the students themselves, the officials, the coaches themselves, telling their stories, their positive stories. And so through us taking this campaign in-house uh, and using various social media sites, we've been able to control the messaging. And uh, and I tell you what, through our again through our state associations, they've done a great job. You know, there, there's all kinds of reason why students participate. And uh, and I tell you what, this sh- campaign sure is showing those 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 various reasons. And uh, again, promoting, promoting the great things in which uh, those students are learning uh, are, are are a part of each and every day. Uh, we are all about education-based uh, participation, education-based sports and activities. And so uh, the the lessons that these students are learning on the field and off the field uh, are are being portrayed uh, within this this campaign, and uh, it sure is nice for us to be able to control the great messaging and show the and showcase the the great things in which which these individuals are doing.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's uh, I think that sums it up nicely, and I think you know it's something where you know maybe as you said we were saying you know it's. Everyone's uh, gets so involved, and you, you got your high school sports, and of course they're always going to be there. But uh, you know, it's you maybe you, you take them for granted a little bit. You know, all the great opportunities and all the great things that uh, that students and coaches and uh, and everyone is getting from the participation. So it's nice to be able to to use a program like this and kind of say, you know, point point a spotlight to it and a nice uh, reminder. Uh, of all the great things that uh that come with being a, a participant so we're we 're uh, certainly excited about it, and as I said, hope folks in connecticut will be uh will be joining in and uh and participating and uh and sharing their stories and mark we we really appreciate it I know you uh, have a lot on your plate at the moment, but uh given a few minutes to to kind of walk us through some of this we uh we really appreciate it and uh good luck uh continuing the campaign
1: hey thanks Joel thanks you know thanks to you, obviously Chris and nehoff you all do just a phenomenal job when it comes to a model state association for us in your 189 uh, member high schools and you've got what 136,000 student participants that participate at your level and we're hopeful that each of those students that are out there are able to help promote this campaign and tell us their reason tell us their reason why they're they're involved in in the great sports and activities that are uh, uh, at the high school level in connecticut
0: absolutely thanks mark thanks so much thank you Thanks so much to Mark. That was really uh, interesting and glad I had a chance to uh, to talk with him a little bit about the campaign and, and help spread some of the information. As I said, we're going to be trying to do some things here in Connecticut to help spread the word about that and uh, appreciate Mark taking a little time to talk to us. Let's uh, shift gears slightly now. We've got uh, John Fatch, the... Boys cross-country coach at Amity High School, also happens to be the, the keeper of the Connecticut uh, high school coaches' cross-country polls. Uh, we're going to talk to him now about uh, the cross-country season. Championships are coming up. Let's see what John has to say. We've got with us a first-time guest to the, uh, the CIAC cast, and we're very happy to have him along with us. He's carved out a little time, and we appreciate it. It's uh, John Fache, the uh, boys cross-country coach at Amity High School, to, uh, to talk a little cross-country with us today. John, thanks so much for being with us.
2: No problem. I'm glad to be here.
0: We're uh, we're happy to have John here because uh, we look at the calendar and believe it or not, the uh, the first championship of the fall season is is rapidly approaching, and that is uh, the cross country championships, the class championships, October 29th at Wickham Park. And John will have his uh, his Amity squad there, but he's also uh, one of the reasons we wanted to chat with him. He's uh, collects the votes for the uh, cross country coaches poll, which uh, we noticed uh, this week just released its fourth regular season edition. So we thought that would serve as a nice kind of jumping off point to talk about the the cross-country season and maybe get folks ready for the championships a little bit. So so John, I'll start off by saying, uh, as I said, you kind of collect the polls and see the votes as they come in and post them. Has there been a lot of change this year, sort of in terms of uh, on either the boys or the girls' side, sort of since the preseason polls? And, and what are some of the biggest changes, if there are so, uh, you know, that you've seen as the season has progressed this year? Well,
2: definitely on the girls' side, there's in fact, this week there was a big change. Our uh, High School um their coach Mark Goodwin mm-hmm. and um they came from um I think a, a solid position in the poll to being number 1 almost unanimously. They had twelve first first place votes um and they overtook Tolland, who had been there for quite a while. Right. And um well, I, I don't think it was a huge surprise. I, I had seen them um, kind of in the beginning of the season. I, I definitely think Mark has has gotten them where he wants them, and uh, they looked fantastic at Wickham Park and um, put on a pretty dominating performance. So that that was a big change to kind of get a new number one on the girls' side. Right. And um, I know it's it's funny in cross country. Um, Predominantly, you see a lot of the same programs up at the top. Sure. Uh, Tolland and Glastonbury and Richfield, and coincidentally, they're there again. <laughs> and um, so, uh, you know, those those teams have been dominating the polls lately. And then on the boys' side, it's pretty much been a back and forth between Staples and Danbury High School. Um, the only change that I've seen lately in the poll is that Hall High School and Xavier High School have kind of moved a little bit closer, I think, to Staples and Danbury, Mm -hmm. and um, so right now those are the those are the top teams on the boys' side,
0: right? Yeah, so that uh, that portends maybe some uh, some very competitive races at the uh, at the championships coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. What can you you know uh, obviously, as we said, you're the boys' coach at Amity, so maybe a little bit more familiar with uh, the boys' programs than the girls. But uh, just generally speaking, what can you kind of tell us about some of those teams uh, that are currently sitting near the top of the polls? Any kind of insights or, uh, or or anything you can share about those teams from what you've seen or, or from what you kind of heard talking to people? Around the sport, help uh, help fans get to know maybe a little bit about some of those squads.
2: Well, I I know this year on the girls' side, I I think it's pretty pretty wide open individually. Mm -hmm. um, That you know, the last few years, um, there's been a young lady at Staples High School dominating the cross country scene, Hannah DeBolzey, and uh, now that she's graduated, I think it's opened it up a lot more um, individually wise and. And team wise, as you know, we went over, there's quite a few teams that could contend for an open championship on the girls' side. Um, boys side it, it's almost a mirror image. Um there's probably a half a dozen boys, maybe to ten guys that are thinking that individually they can win the open. Right. Um and that that isn't always the case. You yeah. Know, usually you have one guy that's um that's clearly the favorite. And, um, you know, I think there's quite a few guys that are thinking right now, you know, I can take this. Yeah. If things go my way. Um, I know Drew Thompson of Fairfield Prep has looked really impressive. Um, and one of the, I think one of the better individual stories is Xavier High School has Robbie Cousine, who's a freshman, um, who um, was running up at that top pack. And, that's obviously not a common thing with boys cross country is to have an elite freshman boy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then team wise, um, you know, again, there's probably four or five teams that are thinking that, you know, we could do this. And um, so uh, right now I would say probably Danbury and Staples are the, are the two favorites. Um, But again, I I think there's more than a few teams thinking that they could do this.
0: Yeah, and uh, certainly those teams will uh, will give a little championship preview as well at the uh, their conference meet uh, uh, as the we wind towards championship season. Now, this is uh, I, I often will prepare my guests with some things I'm going to talk about, and this is I didn't really uh, prepare John for this question, so we'll uh, I'm I'm warning uh, him and our listeners off the bat here. But uh, you sort of talk about that maybe things are a little bit my, more wide open this year, either individually or or as a team. Does that change, you know, your coaching uh, at all is sort of how you're, you're preparing your team or, or is it still sort of you're more focused on what you're doing with your, your team as opposed to kind of, you know, gauging, gazing at the landscape and, and kind of seeing how things may play out? I'm just curious if, you know, having things a little more unpredictable, maybe uh, if that impacts you and, and how you work with your squad.
2: Um, it doesn't really affect what what I do in preparation as a coach for my team.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what I do tell the kids is that, and in, in any veteran, this is not original thinking on my part, <laughs> but um, most coaches that have been around a while will tell you strange things happen at the State Open, right. boys and girls. Um, and that's really the only thing you can count on is that something odd will happen. And, you know, there's many factors why that is the case. Um, but, but having it so wide open, you know, it, it just gives you the opportunity, you know, to kind of stress to your team that you've got to hang in there despite what's happening during the race um, because those weird things happen. Sure. And um, you, you don't have a team, you know, like I know Danbury had a team in, I think it was 07, Um, you know, Xavier's had teams in 85 that just, you knew going in that, that they were, they were going to win. Yeah. Um, and, um, it, it, it's kind of a neat thing when it, it gives everybody hope on the line that, you know what, we, we can do this. Sure. Um, but as far as team preparation, I, I don't think it, it changes too much what, what coaches are doing, um, but gives, you know each team a little bit more hope than probably in previous years
0: right well great that's interesting I, yeah it's like i said we don't uh, i don't have too too many coaches on on the podcast just hasn't uh, the way it works out but I, I always love getting that kind of thought uh, into the thought process a little bit back to sort of uh you know the broad perspective uh, of the season a little bit have you have there been you know we talked about teams moving up and down the polls a little bit but have there been any uh any sort of surprises from your you know your vantage point about the way the season has played out so far
2: Not too many. I mean, as I said, it's 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 a very similar cast of characters, (laughs) Um, and and I I I, I say that with great love to my coaching profession. But you know, it's the same guys and and ladies that um, have been coaching for a while, and um, so no huge surprises. I you know what one. One team that sticks out to me that he, um, he amazes me constantly is Matt Diglio from Adam Killingworth mm-hmm. um, because they are not a big school, Yep. and yet he is um, he has his team pretty consistently up there in the top ten. And, you know, as a coach, I, I admire that, that, you know, you have a smaller team, but yet you're still running with teams that have fifty sixty seventy guys on the team, right when you may only have fifteen,
3: yeah um
2: so you're doing a lot with a little yeah um and um that kind of shows me what kind of coach he is that um that he's able to uh to do that that's that's really impressive um from what I've seen uh, at the h k boys and there there's a couple other teams I know Shepog Valley. Um, there's another team that that does that as well, but um, but that's that's pretty cool when when you see that.
0: Yeah, no question. Certainly, uh, it's yeah. As you said, it, it seems to be a testament to the to the coaching and kind of the the history of the of the programs that they continue to uh, right. have high expectations regardless of uh, of the circumstances there. Um, you know, obviously, you're, you're, as we said, coaching your team, and uh, you're you're limited to, you know, the meets that you've attended uh, with your squad, but I'm just curious if there's sort of, the, of the teams you've seen personally this year, you know, at meets or whatever, that have really uh, kind of jumped out at you, either with, you know, one performance that was really impressive, or, or sort of across the board, you know, and, and sort of teams that you've seen uh, personally that have really impressed you this year. Well,
2: um, and, and I'll probably speak more to the to the guys, I mean, uh, although I, I did talk about a Pomp Rock Girls at Wickham Park were very, very impressive. Um, guys side individually, um, I've um, seen Drew Thompson, the Fairfield Prep Runner um, run, and he, he looks like he's on a different level. He just looks very comfortable and strong out there, and um, from an individual standpoint, that was pretty impressive. Um, team-wise, I mean, I've seen Xavier, they were really good at Wickham Park and Hall as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Chris Basich from New Milford, and, um, there's one thing that can be said about Chris, his teams are always ready to run and run well at the state meet. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I think overall, the team that I've been most impressed with is Danbury. Uh, it was early in the year that I saw them. hmm but the um, the impressive thing about that team is their one through five or even one through seven um, total time. Uh, there's you know almost almost no gap in between right. their one and five and one and seven. And he's got a lot of depth, Rob Murray at, at Danbury, Um so they are going to be very very tough. But um, I know Staples is another program that they have to. Kind of duke it out constantly at the FCAC level. Um, The FCAC championship meet should be very, very good because you have some really solid teams there. You have Staples and Danbury um, and Ward, so and also Trumbull. Yeah. Um, um, but but overall, I think I think Danbury I've, I've been most impressed with so far this year.
0: Yeah, no, and that's uh, as you said they've uh, that that uh, seems to be a common thought as they're a kind of uh, sitting at least maybe as the as the tenuous favorite atop the poll uh, as as we speak right, right now. So um, let's uh, I'll kind of wrap it up with you know back to uh, sort of a little personal kind of experience as the coach. You know, this time of year, you're, you're kind of winding down the regular season. Maybe you're starting to get an eye towards the championship. You mentioned the, the Wickham Park Invitational uh, this past, uh, right, recently, um, you know, that kind of gives teams a little bit of a gauge of where they are. But I'm just curious, without uh, without giving away any state secrets or anything, what, uh, what are you sort of doing with your team at this point of the year, you know, to kind of maybe start getting their focus towards the, the championship races coming up?
2: Well, um, like today, we we have to run against uh, Shelton and Cheshire in um, a meet for the SEC that decides our Housatonic championship, kind of our division within the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, so the boys are really, really kind of hyper-focused on, on what's happening. Um, but listen, you know, my college coach used to tell me all the time, the haze in the barn at this point. Right. Right. Um, all, all the work's been done um, there's there's going to be no secret workouts or magic formula that you're going to use. Um, really, what you're trying at this point is to keep everybody healthy, mm-hmm. um, which is a constant job that you know everybody's sniffling and you know coughing and <laughs> yep. cause the weather's turned and uh, you know kind of unlike other sports, if one of the varsity gets a cold the day before the state meet you know you may be in a little bit of trouble yeah so um just trying to keep everybody healthy and upright and you know i tell the kids constantly just uh you know let your fitness take over you've done all the work you know by yourself all summer and during the season and you know just let your fitness take over and just race that way
0: great well we uh, we certainly are, are looking forward to it as I said want to give a little uh, a little bit of uh, shine a little bit of a light on the the cross-country season here not something we cover too too much on the CIC cast but uh, wanted to, to take a look at it as we said kicking off the the fall championship season the uh, the class championships will be uh, October 29th the open championship on November 4th all at uh, at Wickham Park which is a just a great venue for for championship races certainly a, a challenging course and and, John, we know you'll, uh, you'll have your team ready to go, and, uh, and we'll certainly look forward to, to seeing how everything shapes up. We appreciate you taking some time and, uh, and offering some insight for us. Thanks very much.
2: No problem. You're very welcome.
0: Thanks to John for being with us. I was uh, a little skeptical, I think, when I first emailed him this week about coming on, but he did a great job there and really enjoyed that conversation. Really love talking to coaches. We don't do it all that often here on the CIAC cast, as I mentioned, but uh, get great insight when we do talk to them. They certainly are are as uh, involved and as focused on the sport as, uh, as anybody and can really get you some good information. So. Thank you to him. Now let's wrap things up. We've got Pat Ewart from the NFHS Network. He's going to talk to us about the school broadcast program, which we hope is something that uh, our Connecticut schools will take advantage of. Very happy to have with me today uh, someone who's going to talk to us a little bit about the, uh, the NFHS Network and specifically the school broadcast program, and that is Pat Ewart. And uh, he joins us from, uh, from down south, I believe. But, Pat, uh, very happy to have you with us. Thanks for joining us.
3: Joel, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I uh, hope your weather's half as pretty as ours is right
0: now. We got a good day today. Well, uh, we we don't always get a too too many of them in the fall, but we're we're happy to have uh, have them when we do. So, wanted to bring Pat on. He's one of uh, the folks who who helps. Schools launch the, uh, the NFHS Network school broadcast program around the country, and he's going to be working with, uh, with schools in Connecticut uh, as well as we head into the fall and, and hopefully get a few schools uh, lined up to, uh, to work on this program that we really think is something that's, uh, that's beneficial for them. But wanted to bring him in and give him the chance to kind of talk a little bit about the program. So let's kind of start with the basics, Pat, for, for folks who, who are unfamiliar with it or maybe hearing about it for the first time. What, what, quite simply, what is the, the NFHS uh, school, Network's uh, school broadcast program?
3: Yeah, so our school broadcast program is um, we provide schools with the ability to broadcast anything they want, live or on demand, over the Internet. So we provide them a software platform, all the infrastructure, and a web page that's set up for the school with school colors and logo, that is 100% controlled by the school. And when I say that, I mean all of the video content that that lives on that page, the school has control over saying whether they want it to be live only or if they want to archive it and leave it up there for people to see for eternity. Mm -hmm. It's completely up to them. They control the content on their page. But this is the ability to go live now with activities, award ceremonies, plays, graduation, um, sporting events that, you know, moms, dads, grandparents, aunts, and uncles that aren't in the area might not be able to make it to, this gives them the ability to to go on and watch their relative or son or daughter um, participate in their activity in their school, and it's a really great way for a school to showcase their excellence in the art, performing arts and academics and athletics.
0: Absolutely. Um, now, so, you know, folks who, who are listening, they probably, well, hopefully are very familiar with uh, the NFHS network through our, our championship broadcast. They've been our partner for, uh, for the live broadcast of CIC championships for, for several years now and have been doing that. So for, for those people who only know, you know, the network through that through that venue, sort of how does this school broadcast program kind of fit in with the goals of the network? Why is this something that, that you folks have kind of taken on as well uh, in trying to get into the schools and, and give the schools this ability to, to broadcast their events?
3: Well, it's through the partnership with the association um, that we have created that gives these schools the ability to broadcast their playoff events um, free without paying an association fee. Mm-hmm. Um it's an opportunity for us on the network. So when somebody goes to Connecticut and they're watching event on an event uh postseason event on the network, they might have now twenty, thirty, forty other events that are in Connecticut that they can also access because schools are broadcasting their own games during the playoffs. Right. And so it really helps tie in the network feel where you're not only go you're not going to a website just to watch necessarily one game you have now access to multiple games um that are going on on the same platform
0: right yeah so really uh gives us the opportunity hopefully as as schools uh, start to be interested in this and uh and taking it on a little bit to to really expand the kind of coverage and the amount of coverage uh that we're able to do so you 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 spelled out some of this uh kind of in in the initial explanation but you know maybe a little deeper what what do you sort of see as 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 you go and you've seen these programs begin and and launch around the country uh as some of the benefits to the schools uh to having the the school broadcast program with the nfhs network
3: yeah absolutely so there's uh, there are a ton of benefits to it um one of which is uh fundraising opportunity um We have a subscription-based model that, just like fans coming in to buy a ticket to the game, they go online and purchase a pass, and the school is benefiting from those subscriptions sold monetarily. Mm -hmm. So it's an opportunity. We have fundraising opportunities for schools. Um, It's a great way for them to generate just a little bit of extra revenue. But also, not only is it getting the exposure for the school and for the programs at that school, The students that are helping run this program that are actually behind the camera are the ones that are gaining real-life job skills in production. So with all the networks and colleges that are out there now, they're looking for students who have live broadcasting experience to come to those colleges and to be a part of the SEC network, Big Ten network, you know, all of the networks. Um, And so that's really... Some of the biggest benefits, and especially for those kids now going into college, it's a direct pathway for them. Um, and, and broadcasting now. They have more opportunity than they ever have in the past.
0: No question. So you get, you know, you got kids who maybe uh, have that love of sports, but just simply uh, not blessed with the uh, the athletic ability of some of their peers. This is a great uh, venue. Or as you said, you know, it's simply uh, it's not just limited to athletics. It could be the drama department. It could be uh, whatever sort of venue uh, kids are interested in. They can uh, can put those uh, events on online for uh, for folks to see. So I, I'm sort of thinking, you know, maybe a school is hearing this, or a student is hearing this, or whoever, you know, and they're thinking, you know, well, this, this, might, this sounds good, but, you know, we do things a little differently here. We have this setup, you know, we have this department, it, and it doesn't seem like it's going to fit. I'm curious if you've seen or from your experience, you know, putting this and helping this get started at schools where there's sort of one particular model that necessarily need, schools need to adopt, or are they able to do things in different ways and kind of run them differently? What's been your experience in, in sort of seeing how schools get these programs up and running?
3: Yeah, that's a great question, because we've seen it all. Um, there is no one-size-fits-all one by any means. Um, really, the key to the program at a school is having that person, whether it's an adult, um, a teacher, a coach, uh, a parent, just an adult that can help ownership of it, whether they know about broadcasting or not. But they can get students who are interested in production to come in and they can go out and they can start broadcasting games and events and just having an adult to keep them in check and make sure that they're going to be at the games and do what they say that they're going to do, that's the key to the program. So you don't have to have a full broadcast class um, for this to be successful. We have plenty of schools that do not have broadcast classes, do not have clubs um, that run this program and are very successful with it so it really runs the gamut as far as how they're set up but again you know our software um, and our platform provides every school the opportunity right now to join our program because of how simple it can be with one camera plugged into a laptop you can start streaming and then for those schools that are more advanced and have a broadcast club class already in place with big-time equipment you can also stream on our platform using all of that as well
0: yeah no the the thing that uh, certainly has struck us as we've worked with you folks and trying to you know get schools interested and, and learn more about this is it, it really can kind of be whatever whatever the students uh, want to make it um, you know they can be as involved and, and get as uh, extravagant as, as in terms of production as they as they like it's all uh, available to them so um, that's I know, uh, as you said, you've you've helped uh, kind of get this started in a lot of different schools around the country, and uh, I'm just curious if you could sort of have some great, you know, success stories that you could share with us uh, from the school broadcast program. Different examples, you know, of schools that have really had a benefit uh, and seen a benefit to it, and really provided a, a great opportunity and an experience for some kids.
3: Yeah, we have um, a school in Atlanta here, St. Pius the 10th Catholic High School, which is happens to be my alma mater. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it did take exactly what we were just talking about. They encompass it perfectly with they have a sports medicine guy. So the the gentleman that does the taping of the ankles and the icing and all that, Mm -hmm. he's a very cool guy and the kids love him. He has no idea about broadcasting but thinks it's very cool. And so he has taken ownership of this program and has a list of seventeen kids seventeen students that will come to him they'll pick up the equipment they go out as you know six or eight of them set up a broadcast they produce it themselves all one hundred percent student run after they do a a great job it's very professional once they finish they pack it up and they bring it back to the sports medicine guy and give him the equipment and that's it, and they generate revenue off of it, they're providing a great service to their community, but also one of their students as of last, so this year he will be a sophomore, as a freshman, went to Auburn University and began working with the SEC Network as a freshman.
0: That's remarkable. So So, that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, a pretty good good way to get your high school career started if you're uh, doing that sort of thing early on. Um, You know, about it. From, from, uh, you've probably kind of hit on some of this already, but just curious, sort of from your view, what's the, the biggest sort of factor that contributes to a school being able to successfully launch a, a school broadcast program or launch and, uh, and maintain? What, what sort of is the, the common yeah. denominator that you've seen for schools that are able to get this up and running and, and, and make it a successful program for them?
3: You know, as simple as it sounds, it goes back to the, the person that wants to be the champion of the program. Mm -hmm. That's what it boils down to because there are students at every school who are interested in this. They're they're probably already putting videos on YouTube and and out there, you know, in other places. Um, But it's having that adult figure to wrangle them in and create the program in that school and just having the want to. It's not a hard program to run. It does take a little bit of extra time, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's very simple to use very professional looking, and really it just boils down to um, the school and having somebody that wants to take this on.
0: Absolutely. So we hope, uh, hope some of our, our schools that are listening and, and folks who, uh, who maybe are intrigued by this, that uh, it's something they might want to uh, consider. We've got uh, a, a few schools in Connecticut. Uh, Notre Dame of West Haven has been running a program successfully for a number of years now. We've got a, a few more that we think are, are considering taking this on, and uh, we, we certainly hope they do. But for, for those who have maybe heard about this, but uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Pat.
3: No, I was going to say, Joel, you know, and the other thing, too, is for those of you who are listening out there that say, "God, this sounds great, I just don't think I have anybody at the school that can do this. Well, we also have a partnership program with third parties, you know people that um you know are are doing radio for high school sports or in production on some level that might be tied to your school mm-hmm. you know those are the people we can work with also to get to help your school get up and running right We have plenty of successful for stories in that area also
0: yep. So uh, certainly a lot of venues, a lot of avenues, and as uh, as Pat has been saying, the the opportunities are there. So we'll uh, we'll get to the we'll let you finish up and, and get back to work here. But wanted to kind of wrap it up just by saying, so what's the what's step one for a school? If uh, if some of our listeners out there are hearing this and saying whether it's a student, whether it's a, someone in the uh, the faculty, whatever it might be, what's What's, and they think they want to get this started at their school, what's step one? What should, uh, what should be their first move uh, in trying to join up with the NFHS Network uh, School Broadcast Program?
3: Well, they can um, go online at the um, nfhsnetwork.com sbp, so school broadcast program, and send us an um, an email. And just let us know who you are and that you're interested in joining our program, or you can contact your state association, and they can give you my contact information. Um, again, my name is Pat Viewer, and um, I can be reached at 307-699-2731, and you can contact me also. And it's a matter of, um, you know, signing a participation agreement, and we get you trained and get you up and running.
0: Yeah, really, uh, really is user friendly. And we know there's, uh, you know, this this is something that it, we've seen success uh, all around the country with schools that have really embraced this program. And, uh, you know, the the CIAC. obviously, we have a partnership with the with the network. As we said, there are, uh, you know, our broadcast partner for the championships. But we really also believe this is a great opportunity for schools and uh, and for students uh, around the state of Connecticut. So hope hope our listeners will uh, will consider uh getting this started if you're a student go uh just go talk to someone in your in your athletic department go try to or an adult that you think might be interested uh and kind of taking this on in your school and and let them help you uh kind of get it started so pat we uh we appreciate you offering some information for us and uh and we hope you'll be hearing from a from a good number of folks uh throughout connecticut uh in the next few weeks uh trying to get interested in, in launching this appreciate the time
3: joel thank you very much i appreciate your time and, and
0: just let me know how, how else I can help. Thanks to Pat for being with us. That was a fun conversation as well. He's got a lot of good insight. They've got uh, the NFHS Network is really committing to to trying to grow the school broadcast program uh, across the country, but really here in New England uh, in particular, it's been a bit of a slow start for us in terms of getting those school broadcast programs up and running. But uh, they're, they're really trying to commit to it and, uh, and really help out. So if you're a school that's interested, really encourage you to get in touch with Pat and, uh, and try to make it work. I really think it's a great opportunity for member schools. So thanks to Pat. Thanks to Mark. Thanks to John. Three great guests, three first-time guests this week on the Cast. That's a lot of fun for me to kind of bring some new people into the fold. Hopefully you enjoyed the conversations. As always, follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. Great way, as I mentioned, to keep up with the My Reason Why campaign. Keep an eye on CIAC Hopefully going to get some uh, lots of good content going there in the next few weeks as we head towards championship season. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, keep up with everything. Great way to keep up with everything, checking out the CIAC cast, and we will be back with you in another two weeks for another edition of the CIAC cast. Thanks for joining us, folks.